Farmreport.net for more details. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, the temperatures definitely have improved around the state of Wisconsin, and now so have the prospects for rain. Five minutes after 5 o'clock on this, a Wednesday morning, 17th day of April. How are you? I'm Pam Yonke. All right, so for today, it looks like it's going to be kind of a wet Wednesday. We've got about a 60% chance of rain today. 63 is our expected high. Overnight lows down to 48. 60% chance of scattered showers tomorrow, but we should see partly sunny skies. A little cooler on Thursday, 52 our expected high. On Friday, sunshine and dry weather back in the forecast, 57 our expected high. And Easter weekend looks very, very nice. Sunny skies both Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, we could hit 65. Sunday, believe it or not, 70 degrees. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, has weather details coming up. Also before 6 o'clock, talking a little bit about another activity going on this time of the year. Many consumers want to know the farmers that are producing the product they put on their table, whether it's meat or whether it's uh, fresh garden produce. Community-supported agriculture finds a lot of support in the state of Wisconsin, but they're always looking for more. Talking about that after 5.30. And down at the state capitol, a dairy innovation hub getting a lot of support from farmers. Will it get support from elected officials? Senator Howard Markline, our guest, after 5.30. When you think of Palmer Amaranth, Water Hemp, Ragweed, and Mare's Tail, doesn't it just make you want to give them the pounding they deserve? Now you can with Diflex Duo Herbicide. It's the post-emergence corn herbicide with two proven sites of action. So you get powerful control of the toughest weeds, built-in resistance management, and excellent crop safety. So don't just hit weeds. Pound them like never before with Diflex Duo. Learn more at DiflexDuo.us. Always read and follow label instructions. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? My gosh, she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual is excited to announce the Rural Mutual Farm Dividend Program. The first of its kind in the state. They know how hard you work, so they want to reward you. Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program rewards farmers for their loyalty and dedication with up to a 5% dividend. And since Rural Mutual only does business in Wisconsin, premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. To learn more about Rural Mutual's Farm Dividend Program and how you may qualify, please contact a rural agent or visit RuralMutual.com. Well, you know, it's still a pretty vivid memory, our trip to Holland and Belgium. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And over the course of the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, we're going to try to share some of the interesting stories that we picked up. And Bob, I'll tell you one story that I have to say is developing as we speak, takes dairying to a whole different level when it comes to Holland, doesn't it? Boy, it really does. And uh 
both our groups. I was there a week before you were, and in the Rotterdam Harbor, they've got something that nobody else does, or at least they will very soon. I had a chance to talk with a young man named Albert Bjerson, and he's a kid that grew up on a dairy farm in the Netherlands. And I said to him, I said, Albert, do you realize that you're going to be the only farmer, dairy farmer in the world in this category? He looked at me, I said, I don't think many other farmers have a floating dairy farm, but that's exactly what he is working on with some other folks to put a floating dairy farm in the Rotterdam Harbor. It's all done. All they're waiting for is the cows to get there and the final T's to be crossed and I's to be dotted. But we asked him about uh, this new floating dairy farm, and boy, he said he's really excited to get the cows in and start operating, hopefully in May. Uh, we see some trends in the world, like uh, urbanization, uh, growing world population, and, and we have to feed all those people. And we have to think about new ways of producing food for people. We think if we produce food, we should do it on the same place as uh, where it's being consumed, so in the city. We're using waste products from the city to feed our cows with. They produce milk, and we can sell the milk to the consumers in Rotterdam. Now, before we get into some of that, let's talk about the actual physical structure that we're going to have here, because while it's up, it's not yet operating. It's on three levels. How is it built, and, and what's the concept of how you're using all three levels? Yeah, of course, when you're floating, you, you have a part underwater level. Uh, we're going to use it as water purification room. We're going to grow some uh, vegetables, fruits to add in our end products. On the process floor, the middle floor, uh, we process the milk, the manure, and we have the feeding kitchen, uh, but also an office, uh, some storage rooms, uh, and education room. How big a dairy is this going to be? How many cows uh, will you have here? On the, on the top floor, we have uh, 40 dairy cows, and that's enough to yeah, feed around 3,000 people with. And that area is going to be, try to make it as, I guess, as comfortable for a cow as possible, so she doesn't know really she's on a, on a boat. You're going to have green space, you're going to have uh, areas that these cows are familiar with. We're just doing everything what the cows need, what they want. And I think animal welfare is one of the most important issues here in the Netherlands, so we have to do this as good as possible. The concept came about from one of the, the owners. What kind of things did he have to do to get the, the Rotterdam officials, the harbor officials, to okay this project? Because, as you said, environmental regulations, water is very important, obviously, here in the Netherlands. And you're sitting right on water. How much did he have to do to get an approval for this? Yeah, that's a really long story. <laughs> <laughs> Give um, us a shorthand version. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it as short as possible. And the first time he went to the local government, the city of Rotterdam, uh, they started to laugh really hard. Yeah, he's in a good way really stubborn. And he has his own way of thinking and he thinks I'm, he's right. And I do agree with that. But yeah, the permits in the end were available for him if he promised that he would do it at least as good as the, the regular level, the average level is, but yeah, preferably better. And in the end, yeah, he got support from all kind of political parties, but also the local government over here and uh, business uh, partners. Investors. I was going to say, there's no, no subsidies from the government here. It's, it's strictly an investment by lots of folks that believe in this. 
that's 100% true. Uh, we only got the support, really support. They, they say, oh, we like the idea and they're using us now in branding the city of Rotterdam. Well, let's start talking through the process here. As far as the feed, because it doesn't look like it's going to be a traditional ration that you're going to be feeding these cows. What are you going to use? Yeah, even our cows need grass. But in addition to that, we use the waste products from breweries. Uh, we use waste products from potato processing companies. We are going to use even the grass from sport fields, from golf courses, uh, which is really high-level protein grass, but, but hard to, to manage mm-hmm. and, and clean enough, of course, to feed the, the cows. Let's talk about what comes out the other end, that manure, nutrient management here yeah. on the farm. What kind of a system will you have? In the end, I think we're going to a system which firstly separates the manure. After that, it will be going through a dissolved air flotation. After that, ultrafiltration. And in the end, the reverse osmosis thing. So we have this really high, concentrate, uh, high concentrated uh, salts and nutrients. Uh, which we can sell as plant fertilizer. And we have clean water, which is so clean we can or give it back to the river or use it on farm level again. And so we have this circular farming idea. The water that you're going to use for the cows, is that in storage here? Is it coming from the city water system? Where are you getting that? Yeah, it's, it's the city water system for now, but that's not our ambition. We want to have it on board. We want to purify the water from the river here and make it as clean as possible uh, so it's good enough to use as drinking water for the cows. You won't have a digest, I understand, but you will separate, dry, and sell fertilizer to consumers in town? Yep, that's 100% true. Uh, Digester, yeah, it takes time. Uh, In the time, the cows produce more manure, so I have to store more uh, cube meters and and it will put again the weight issue and of course the milk from 40 cows how are you going to use it what are you going to do with it uh, process into milk raw milk uh, pasteurized milk and yogurt that's the main uh, products we have and we're going to sell it in the shop on board uh, to people but also to um, online supermarkets here in the in Rotterdam area um, when we talk to citizens here, I think we need to start building a second farm because everybody wants to buy our milk. How much of a challenge do you think you're going to have bringing those cows from that farm on land to a floating farm? Have they been milked with robots before, or what do you expect? I think the biggest challenge is to get them used to the ration we have here. And we're standing on the floating farm itself at this moment, I can't feel it moving, uh, so I guess the cows won't f- feel the difference between a normal uh, barn, normal house, and a floating farm. Mm-hmm. So I think that is not a big challenge for me, and transport will be just done by trucks. As these cows come on board and as they freshen, how will you handle the calves? The cows will be born uh, on the floating farm, uh, separately, immediately. After that, I will house them on the grass fields. So if the cows walk outside, they can feel, they can touch the calves. So I won't have this cow-calf issue, which is an issue in the Netherlands. And after three months, when the calves are a little bit bigger, they go to another farmer who will um, rear them to adult cows. And I guess the final question, Albert, is when do you hope to get the cows in here and when do you hope to be able to start milking? 
I hope that will be in the beginning of May 2019. Albert Bearson, he has, as I said, the only job in the world that this dairy farmer has. He is managing a floating farm in the harbor in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I don't know about you, but I don't have the time or the energy to drive all over town trying to find a good deal when it comes to my ride. Fabulous farm baby Pam Yankee here from my buddies at Zimbrick Chevrolet, Main Street, Sun Prairie. I've told you this story before, how they hooked me up with my Suburban. I didn't have a lot of time. I had to get a new ride fast. So what I did was give them a list of everything I wanted included in my ride, and bam, they got it. Plus, the best price guaranteed. Uh Uh-huh. They're so confident they can beat any other dealer's price on the same vehicles, they'll pay you $500 cash if they can't. So why waste all the time and energy driving all over town when you can just drive in to Zimbrick Chevrolet Main Street Sun Prairie and get the best price guaranteed? A great vehicle, no buyer's remorse. Now that's the kind of relationship I can live with. Check out their entire inventory online, ZimbrickChevrolet.com, or like I said, stop in and tell them the farm babe sent you. As you can imagine, the historic flooding last year washed out many roads, driveways, and parking lots. DRS Asphalt is proud to have been called upon to make repairs at Greenway Station, American Girl, and many others. DRS Asphalt Paving, your local family paving company using long-lasting, superior ingredients that withstand Wisconsin's weather. Visit drspaving.com. DRS Paving and Asphalt. It's your DRS. It's your own asphalt. Are you growing hemp this season? Give yourself the best shot at a successful harvest by starting out with the best hemp seeds. Stand Fast Farms is selling high-quality CBD seeds and seed starts at very competitive prices. Plant state and federally compliant seeds and seed starts with up to 20% CBD. Plant a hemp strain that has been bred to prosper in the Wisconsin climate. Standfast Farms has the right government-approved seeds at great prices. Contact Standfast Farms. Supplies are limited. StandfastFarms.com. And now, a woman who knows beans and oats and corn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Here we go, 519, actually almost 520 now on a Wednesday morning. And time to find out what's coming our way as far as moisture is concerned. A 60% chance means it's pretty much a sure bet for most of our folks. Stu Mock, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live via Skype. Any particular geography that's got a better chance of rain today, Stu, or is it pretty much all of us? I tell you, Pam, as far as we're concerned, La Crosse, Mauston, Madison, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, we're all right in line. That low is going to pull out of Iowa, head up toward far southeast Minnesota, and then across Wisconsin, kind of painting us all in that area. And what I'm expecting is about that quarter to three-quarter inch range, and if indeed a thunderstorm does rumble into your neighborhood, that's when amounts in excess of an inch could be seen. So that's kind of the rain we're talking about. Today, a good quarter to half inch, you know, maybe a three-quarter total. That's the kind of activity. The low-pressure system still out west of Kansas trying to form the warm front pulling up into Nebraska and Iowa, but it's going to head our way. There are scattered showers from central Nebraska up into south and North Dakota, far northwest Minnesota already today, and that's the development that's going to come our way with it. 
Temperatures get a little nicer, not quite as mild as yesterday, but still a little on the above normal side today. That's not hard to tolerate, but it comes along with rain, and rain is going to develop. Stick around overnight into the day Thursday. We'll cool it off somewhat, but the better news is for Friday and the holiday weekend, the mild air begins to return, and I expect we'll be on the above normal side once again with some fair amounts of sunshine, both for Saturday and even on into Easter Sunday. I'll have forecast details right after this. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. I'm guessing that most people can figure out that I'm a dog person, but really I'm a any animal person. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. But dogs have always had a part in my life from the farm to today. That's why I was really excited to hear about the cutting-edge research going on now at the School of Veterinary Medicine with Dr. David Vale. He's working on a canine cancer vaccine. Can you imagine not having to treat animals with cancer, but instead being able to prevent it? That's just one example of the cutting-edge research right here in our community. But listen, they need more space to move forward with this kind of research. And that's where you come in. It's not just about donating money. It's also about creating conversations in our state. You can write a letter, send an email, make a phone call to your elected officials, letting them know that the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is out of space and needs to expand. Want more details? Jump online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O.com. All righty, buddy. Go ahead. Let us uh, know where that rain's coming and what kind of volumes we should expect. All right. Well, it's still out to the west this morning. It's still just off the northwest edge of Wisconsin, but expect more cloudy skies and even some fog as we head toward the mid part of this morning or afternoon. I expect fog rolls in and showers, possibly even a thunderstorm developing uh, into the western part of the state, La Crosse, Mauston, yet this morning, elsewhere not until later this afternoon. We'll be in the upper 50s and low 60s for highs today. The east winds about 5 to 15. Clouds, fog, showers, some thunderstorms overnight. We hold in the mid-40s. South winds 5 to 15 become west late. It's through tonight that we ought to be building up into that quarter and three-quarter inch range. Like I've said, a thunderstorm could push you up over an inch in some localized areas. Otherwise cloudy, just a small chance of a shower lingering as we look toward Thursday, either in the morning and at further west and late in the day, I expect nighttime or daytime highs, that is Thursday, in the upper 40s. Northwest winds at 8 to 18, but more sunshine for Friday, mid-50s. North winds 8 to 18, gusting to 30, and then 60s with some sunshine for the weekend, Pam. So hold on through the rain. It will be a lot nicer come holiday weekend. Yeah, boy, Easter Sunday looks outright warm. My house got warm yesterday, and we didn't hit 70. Uh, it looks like 70s by Sunday, maybe. I don't know if I'd go there. I'll say 60s. Put it that way. All right. Fair enough. Good deal. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, buddy. Thanks. You bet. 
Stu Mocker, Ag Meteorologist with the Weather Details. You rainfall reporters, then everybody get ready. Don't forget, if you want to be a rainfall reporter, simple to do. All you need to do is contact me when you get some rain in your backyard. You say you don't have a rain gauge? Well, I might be able to set you up. I might have uh, just a few of those left around the farm department. But remember, if you get it, then you are responsible for getting me that information. You can call toll-free 877 877- 301 Farmers send me a message on Facebook via Fabulous Farm Babe. La Crosse, cloudy skies in 54. Mauston, cloudy in 46. Fond du Lac, cloudy and 43. Oshkosh, 39. Madison at 46 degrees. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Achieving your greatest yield potential starts at planting. Work with Inside FS crop specialists for all of your seed, genetic, and placement needs. Start your growing season with your best foot forward. From energy to agriculture, on the farm or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Co-op, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. To be a member is to purchase from the Middleton Cooperative. This spring, they have expanded the rental selection. Visit the website at middletoncoop.com for a rental list and videos to help you with your landscape projects. They also carry fertilizer, mulch, edging, and bulk landscape materials. Pick it up or they deliver. Stop in to see Unilock pavers and wallstones. Pick up a catalog today and stop to check out the demo areas. Unilock, designed to connect. Middleton Farmers Co-op is an authorized Scott's Lawn Pro 4 Bag Program distributor, and the spreader use is free with purchase. They carry lacrosse forage and turf products. Get your Madison Parks or a variety of forage and seed products from your neighbors at the Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Middleton Farmers Cooperative has expanded their rental center. Visit MiddletonCoop.com for a complete list of equipment and how-to videos to help you with your landscape projects. Middleton Farmers Cooperative's do-it-best center, powered locally. Become a neighbor today. We went to Chalmers Jewelers because we wanted to get engaged. We chose to shop at Chalmers because it was a local family-owned jeweler. Uh, We were looking to identify and design a custom engagement ring. They communicated well with us, and they were very friendly and down-to-earth. Scott was actually in the jewelry store each time we were there, each visit to customize the ring, each time we went to check on the status of the ring when we picked up the ring, when we went to pick up the paperwork for our diamond. He was there every time, which was great to see, and he remembered who we were. It was a complete shock. I didn't know the ring was done, and he lunged across the living room to propose on his knee, and no one knew it was coming. She just took the ring and put it on her finger. (laughs) She was surprised and speechless. (laughs) I love it. I love looking down at my hand every day and knowing that we spent the time putting it together and picking out the diamond together and making it exactly how we wanted it. And Madison. Art doesn't see disabilities. That's because art is truly for everyone, all artists, ages, cultures, and abilities. But for individuals with disabilities, making art transforms not just them as creators, it transforms everyone around them. VSA Wisconsin has been changing lives through art for over 30 years. We provide accessibility and participation in all arts learning that enhance so many aspects of life. 
For thousands of Wisconsinites with disabilities, from three years old to seniors, we offer participation in music, visual art, creative writing, movement, and drama. What can VSA Wisconsin do for you? Inspire. You'll see at our programs, shows, events, and sales throughout the state. Attend classes and workshops taught by professional artists at the VSA Art Center in Madison. Or visit our gallery and shop and take some inspiration home. Visit us online at vsawis.org to volunteer, donate, to get informed, get involved, and get inspired by art all over again. By land, sea, or air, Alaska is beautiful. And guess what? We'll see Alaska all three ways. I'm Pam Yonke. It is time. Make that call. Make that reservation. We've only got a few seats remaining for our Alaska Agriculture Adventure, August 20th through September 1st. Call 800-826-2266 for reservation details or online. Fabulousfarmbabe.net, right there on the homepage. Alaska, August 20th through September 1st. If you've ever tried to blow up a pool raft and get it nice and firm, then you'll understand why most of today's super advanced double pane windows can still be inefficient. Why? Because every window company but one assembles their windows like your cousin Dickie blows up his yellow arm floaties. They blow in the exotic temperature controlling gas through a gap in the panes, then scramble to plug the air hole, fully aware they're being incredibly inefficient in the manufacturing process. And that's why the scientists that put together Elements Windows decided to innovate past Dickey's technique. And instead, when it's time to sandwich the window panes together, with as much hyperinsulating gas in between, they do so in a room that's pressurized and filled with the gas. So the Elements double pane windows end up with more of that Oreo middle that tastes like delicious lower energy bills. And the only place you can get windows this smart, tasty, and energy efficient? Genesis Exteriors. The Daily Action Zone bet last night, Cody, was the Brewers on the money line. Uh, it didn't look good early on with a couple early home runs by uh, St. Louis, but uh, obviously the Brewers getting it done. Uh, talk about the, the game last night, and then we'll get into the Yelich specifically. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Peralta got off to a bad start, as he's done now three times uh, this season in his four starts, and that first inning has just been uh, difficult for him. He's given up 14 runs this season, 11 of those in the first, and that pitch to Paul Goldschmidt was a fastball he left hanging right down the middle, and you guys know how good Goldschmidt is. He's going to blast that every time. He's got he's got four or five homers against the Brewers already this season. He had uh, what two was it two or three in an opening series against the Brewers. Uh, so he's three. been a stud so far for yeah. the Cardinals. Um, but Peralta settled in after he got through three and a third, and the bullpen looked good early on until uh, Claudio gave up three runs in the sixth. But the Brewers just continue to find ways to win, and they're never out of a game. I mean, it's been uh, goes back to last season where they go down and you still have to keep your eyes locked in because one swing of a bat from multiple guys on this team, they can go yard and get back quick. Uh, visiting with our guy, uh, Cody Grant, talking about the Brewers uh, game last night uh, at Miller Park. Uh, again, before we get to uh, Yelich, you know, because we have a couple of people call in with this uh, notion, Cody, that, yeah, they keep winning, but here again is another game where, you know, you give up a bunch of runs. You know, you look at two of the three games against the Cubs, even though they were wins. Uh, they gave up a ton of runs. You look at the series last week in L.A. against the Angels. Two of those three games, they got rocked uh, in losses. Yes, they're in first place. So, I mean, can we be that fan that complains when your team's in first place? Or is there a, is there a growing concern around the Brewers about the, the, the pitching? 
I mean, when's the last time we've had winning baseball with Milwaukee? It hasn't been very often. Of course, the last two years, you know, they've been battling to get into the playoffs. They've won game from missing the playoffs two years ago, one game from uh, missing the World Series last year. I definitely think there's concern for from the starting pitching staff and the bullpen. So, I, you know, every fan is going to look at their team, even if they're undefeated, and take a look at spots where they can improve. And that's what Manager Craig Council and uh, you know GM Dave Stearns, they do that as well. So, uh, you know, I see the reports they're still interested in Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. Uh, I mean, I would love to see them add them. And uh, those two guys wanted huge money at the start of the free agency, and now it seems like they're lowering their standards a little bit. Uh, Kimbrell even said he'd go maybe one-year deal, which would be perfect for the Brewers. I mean, that's what they want. They don't have the money to give out a three-, four-year contract to a relief pitcher or even a starter for that matter. Uh, so, yeah, i definitely be concerned because uh, Peralta's got off for a bad start. Corbin Burns hasn't looked great. Brandon Woodruff even hasn't looked good. The Alicia Seen got rocked his last outing. I mean, I, I still have a lot of confidence in those guys to turn it around. But the bullpen has been so shaky as well. So it's good to have Jeremy Jeffers. He's activated today. So he'll be good to go if they need him uh, later on tonight. Cody, do you think those pitchers are too focused on hitting now? I mean, pitchers who rake live in Milwaukee. Are they just too focused on swinging that stick? The craziest thing <laughs> last night, guys, was they pinch hit Brennan Woodruff. He's batting a 1,000. And, and it worked. They pinch hit a pitcher. And, you know, it's <laughs> funny. They lead the major leagues. Uh, the pitchers do for the Brewers in batting average, and that Woodruff double didn't even count towards it because he wasn't classified as a pitcher in that situation. Pitchers yeah. who rake. They live in Milwaukee. Book it. Yeah, they're all getting in on it. And uh, Peralta uh, talked about it last night. He said it's a competition between all the pitchers. Uh, that is crazy, um, and and boy, what a what a weapon uh, to have if you're the Brewers. Speaking of raking, uh, nobody's raking more than than Christian Yelich right now, Cody. We had this stat uh, earlier on the show that since the All Star break, I mean Yelich was good before the All Star break, but he was you know outerworldly the second half of the season, and obviously start the season, you know he's he's, he's hitting almost 400. He's got 30 plus home runs and over 100 RBIs. I mean, that's a that's a that's an MVP season for a season. He's done that basically in 80 games. Just how insanely good has this guy been in the streak he's on right now? He's putting up Mike Trout numbers, and you know we all know how great Trout is. Uh, there's a lot of people that say by the end of his career he'll go down as the greatest player of all time. So if Yelich just put up numbers like that, you know you're doing something pretty good. But the thing I admire most about Yelich is the fact that he doesn't even think he's playing that good. Uh, he went out for BP an hour early yesterday, at like 1 o'clock, to uh, work with Andy Haynes on his feel, and he said that uh, he still doesn't feel like he's, he has his feel down yet. And when you have a great player that doesn't think he's great, that's a scary thing. This is the Farm Report with Pam Young. All right, up before 6 o'clock, a lot of consumers want to know where their food comes from. They literally want to meet the farmers that produce it. Whether it's vegetables, fruit, or even meat, you can do it. It's called community-supported agriculture. You subscribe to a farm and get whatever is seasonal throughout the growing season. We're talking about it before 6 o'clock with our friends from the CSA Coalition. Stand by for that. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. Did you know on this date, back in 1961, the Bay of Pigs invasion occurred and failed miserably. It was a CIA-sponsored paramilitary group that tried to invade Cuba 
And uh, President John F. Kennedy was standing by in the White House, hoping that they would remove Fidel Castro from uh, office. But he was ready. And the Bay of Pigs ultimately failed. And now you know. Well, down at the State House, they are talking a lot about the budget. One budget item that did not receive consideration by Governor Tony Evers' initial proposal is something called a Dairy Innovation Hub. The Dairy Innovation Hub basically would uh, put a stake in the claim of keeping Wisconsin America's dairy land and supporting our dairy industry. Talked about it yesterday with Senator Howard Markline, who chairs the Senate Agriculture Committee, on what he's hearing on a potential Dairy Innovation Hub. Uh, The last uh, three weeks, uh, the Joint Finance Committee, in which I serve, has been doing public hearings around the state. And uh, at every one of our public hearings so far, we've had uh, farmers, primarily Farm Bureau members, coming in and testifying uh, in support of this uh, Dairy Innovation Hub. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a concept that I think has got a lot of merit. Uh, I'm going to be actually authoring uh, the bill with uh, Representative Travis Trannell, a farmer from uh, the Cuba City area, and uh, hopefully we'll be rolling this out here over the next uh, week or so. But uh, what it uh, involves basically is uh, allocating some money, uh, $7.9 million, to three campuses, UW-Madison, UW-Platteville, and UW-River Falls. Each of those campuses has a dairy science uh, program, strong dairy science program, so we want to build on, on that uh, competency. Uh, 52% of the money would go to UW-Madison. It's got a larger um, staff, larger faculty, and then uh, 24% would each go to Platteville and, and River Falls. I have met uh, last week with the folks at UW-Platteville, uh, the chancellor, um, their dairy science uh, professor, and, and yesterday met with the chancellor at UW-River Falls, uh, all obviously very, very supportive of this. And the idea, and this came out of the Dairy Task Force 2.0, their number one uh, request, uh, is to make sure that we put our stake in the ground in Wisconsin as the dairy leader. And uh, we've, uh, we're, we're losing some of our uh, you know, top researchers as they retire uh, around the system, and, and we're not being able to replace some of these high-level uh, researchers in, in the dairy industry. And the idea isn't to do research on how to produce more milk, but because we do that really well. We've got plenty of milk. The idea is to take a look at, uh, at environmental impacts, for example, and, and how, you know, are there ways that we can um, produce um, high-quality milk like we do now and, and reduce our, uh, our footprint on, on the environment? Uh, are there uh, markets for our milk that we haven't thought about? What about non-food uses for, for dairy products? Uh, and what about uh, maybe some unique um, uh, markets that we could go after? Can we, can we develop uh, genetics or a feed, for example, that might uh, make milk good for uh, an aging population, for, for seniors, for example, or for young people. So uh, it's uh, and they're looking. They want to look at a lot of the niche uh, markets uh, for for our dairy products. So you know, it, it's not about producing more milk. It's it's really looking more at the marketing end, uh, where the where the uh, uh, the industry is going uh, in the future. And uh, much more uh, consumer oriented. What do our what do our consumers want? And you know the feedback that we've gotten from from farmers uh, and from 
uh, people in the industry is that we need to be uh, very um, innovative. Uh, technology is changing fast, and even consumer preferences change quickly, and we need to be able to uh, to adapt to that. So, uh, again, I, I think it's a great, uh, you know, our, our dairy industry is, is, uh, is huge in this state, and we want to make sure that it continues to be be huge, uh, and also um, they're also looking at the uh, kind of the, the community impact of our, our dairy industry. You know, if we don't have dairy farms around our state, uh, we're going to not have a lot of main streets in our small communities as well. So uh, there's uh, for our rural communities, I think uh, they should be interested in this because I think it's a, hopefully going to be a good way to keep a lot of our our dairy farms uh, profitable. They aren't you know, profitable now, but hopefully uh, uh, improve the profits and the demand down the road. $7.9 million annually they're looking for in support of the Dairy Innovation Hub. It would be spread out across our UW campuses that work in dairy science. 52% of the money going to Madison, 24% going to both Platteville and River Falls. So if you've got some thoughts on the Dairy Innovation Hub, Senator Howard Markline, one of our elected officials, that's all ears. It's 541. Are you growing hemp this season? Give yourself the best shot at a successful harvest by starting out with the best hemp seeds. Stand Fast Farms is selling high-quality CBD seeds and seed starts at very competitive prices. Plant state and federally compliant seeds and seed starts with up to 20% CBD. Plant a hemp strain that has been bred to prosper in the Wisconsin climate. Standfast Farms has the right government-approved seeds at great prices. Contact Standfast Farms. Supplies are limited. Standfastfarms.com. Hey, here's a little news blip from my friends at McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street, just off Highway 12. Hey, if you're planning on travel this summer, whether it's a family vacation or just for work, did you know tire prices are going up? Why? Market conditions, competition from around the world. So make sure if your tires are a little on the thin side, you were thinking about replacing them anyhow, or you are planning on some miles this summer, now's a good time. Take care of that all under one roof at McFarland's. Remember, it's not just about tires. They do oil changes, alignments, and all kinds of vehicle maintenance. They can handle vehicles up to nine ton. Oh, you say you're bigger than that? Hey, they can handle you too. Tire doctor Frank Cook will be on the scene of your farm or field for service when and where you need it. McFarland's, giving you all you need for a successful spring and summer. Under one roof, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. For control of yellow nut sedge and tough-to-kill broadleaf weeds like common lambs quarters and water hemp in your cornfield, Tank Mix Yukon in your post-emergence herbicide treatment. Yukon is the gold standard in knockdown and residual control of yellow nut sedge. With two modes of action, Yukon gives you an easy-to-tank mix tool that also helps defend against herbicide resistance. To keep your cornfields clean of yield-robbing yellow nut sedge and tough broadleaf weeds, trust Yukon from Gowan, USA. So the markets lost ground yesterday in Chicago. Corn, beans, and wheat. They're a little anxious over the constant talk from the White House on continued tariffs. And, of course, what Bryce brought up yesterday, China has not accepted uh, delivery on a lot of the soybeans that they have already supposedly purchased. So that uh, factored in. 
In overnight electronic trade, we're coming back a little bit. May corn's up three quarters of a cent. December corn up three quarters of a cent at three eighty-eight and a quarter. May beans are up two. November beans up two right now at nine twenty-three. May wheat's up three. July wheat also up three at four fifty-one and a half. Barrel cheese was unchanged in Chicago. Forty-pound block cheese up three quarters of a cent at one sixty-five and three quarters. Double A butter gained a penny and a quarter to one twenty-five. The May milk is down three overnight at fifteen sixty a hundred. Weight. June milk closed six cents stronger, fifteen eighty a hundred weight. Then when we get to July, we're at sixteen dollar money, and that continues through the rest of calendar year twenty nineteen. Coming up next, community supported agriculture subscription farms, I call them. Great time of the year to get engaged in that process if you want to know where your food comes from. That's all coming up before six. This is the farm report with Pam Yonke. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Crowing at the crack of dawn. This is the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Just want to remind you, our June dairy celebrations are just around the corner. A lot of folks get started as early as May. If your community has got some June dairy celebrations planned, why don't you let us know? Best way to communicate with us is sending us an email or contacting us via Facebook. Just give us a message at Fabulous Farm Babe, and please let us know the details on community events coming up near you. Of course, a lot of it's coordinated through Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, but if there's something else that's going on in your community celebrating Wisconsin agriculture, we here at the Wisconsin Farm Report want to help to promote it to our non-farm friends that might otherwise miss it. Again, you can send it to our Fabulous Farm Babe Facebook page via message, or of course, jump on our website, fabulousfarmbabe.net, and you'll find contact details there. 
up next, talking about community-supported agriculture, another way that consumers meet today's Wisconsin farmers. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you, wishing you a safe and successful planting season. Learn more at Compere.com. Trademarks of Compere Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Local commercial knowledge with local experience. That's how Rural Mutual Insurance has been protecting businesses in Wisconsin since 1934. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local company that knows you and your needs? Rural Mutual is the number one writer of farms and the third largest writer of commercial business in the state of Wisconsin. We only do business in Wisconsin, so premiums paid here stay here. To keep Wisconsin strong, contact your local Rural Mutual Insurance expert or visit us at RuralMutual.com to learn how you can protect what matters most. Today's consumers want to know where their food comes from. They actually want to engage in the process. Maybe they want to help harvest. Maybe they just want to meet the farmers that are growing their food. Community-supported agriculture is what we call it, subscription farms. This is a great time of the year to engage in that process. If you are very much focused on buying local, supporting your local economy, and knowing where your food comes from, I can't think of a better way to investigate in 2019. In studio with us, Johanna Doran. She is the Outreach Specialist with the CSA Coalition and also their Executive Director, Carrie Sedlick. Let's talk a little bit, ladies, about how community-supported agriculture, those CSAs, are defined. Uh, What do we call a CSA? Is it the same as it's been over the past five years? Give me a little definition for those folks that have never had experience with it. Sure. So CSA, like you said, Pam, is community-supported agriculture. So that means that you sign up with a farm, um, preferably, I mean, ideally a farm close to you um, so that you get to know your farm quite, farmer quite closely. Um, you sign up in advance of the growing season and you get a share we say, so a CSA share, that is a weekly or a bi-weekly delivery of produce um, throughout the growing season. So that's typically June through October, but there's also uh, late season shares available, winter shares. Um, and then just like you were asking, Pam, so there's been an evolution sort of in the, the CSA world in the last handful of years. Farms have really responded to the fact that consumers are really looking for convenience and for customization. They want to sometimes choose what goes in your box. So the traditional CSA share, um, you as a member of a farm, Farm, will receive whatever is um, most in season at that time. Every what you know, whatever is looking good in the field will get into will come into your box, and so that's uh, the traditional sense. Now, uh, people have been saying, you know, I'd love to have a little bit more choice what goes in my box, or I'd love to choose everything that goes into my box. So there's still that seasonality component that their mm-hmm. farms are still planting on the the seasonal cycles, um, but then you get to choose uh, which of the varieties of vegetables that are um, ready to harvest that week. You can choose which of them that go into your box. Yeah, cool, cool. Carrie Sedlock is the executive director of the CSA Coalition. That's where you find them online, csacoalition.org. Now, I, I was fortunate to be a subscriber for one of our farms in southern Wisconsin. It was not only a fantastic food, it was a real educational process. That's something that I think many consumers uh, don't think about when they sign up, is how much you're going to learn along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as a CSA member, the you receive a weekly 
newsletter from your farmer, and they're explaining um, all about the production practices uh, that they're employing. Um, they're explaining the impact the weather is having on the produce in the field. They're explaining um, how, why it's so important to support your local farmer. Um, a whole variety of topics, but that you and you also just really get to know them as people and their family. Um, it's just you really do connect with your farmer, and you it's just a very powerful experience to 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 be eating every week um, from the the food that your neighbor has worked so hard to make. Right. And it's not just limited to plants. I, I don't want people thinking it's just plants. There are meat CSAs. There's dairy CSAs. There's a lot of different variety out there. Now, let me ask you, that being said, did I misspeak when I said that there are a lot of small and medium farms out there that may be under the radar but are doing very well? How are we doing in Wisconsin as far as CSA partnerships? So we've got four, 44 farms in the coalition, in the Fair Share CSA coalition. Uh, those are endorsed farms. And then there are many other CSA farms also throughout Wisconsin. They are part of different coalitions or networks, or they're just, you know, on their own, doing their own thing. So um, we don't have an exact tally just because we don't have a great way to gather that information. Uh, but there are hundreds of farm CSA farms in uh, Wisconsin. Okay. Like we said, csacoalition.org, a place where you can go to get a little bit more knowledge, sample a little bit of uh, what's happening in your community. Carrie Sedlock is the executive director. She's in charge of outreach because this is an effort that's going beyond uh, southern Wisconsin. Uh, Johanna Dorans is the outreach uh, coordinator. This is a big time of the year to try to make sure people are engaging in that process. And we were saying it's not just a Madison, not just a southern Wisconsin effort. That's correct. Um, we have CSA farms all across the state and actually all across the country. Um, but we are doing a big marketing push to promote the Wisconsin CSA farms. Um, now, March, is the greatest time to sign up uh, for a CSA share because this is when farms are buying their seeds, they're starting to plant, they want to know how much to plant, and um, it's a great way to guarantee them a market. They know exactly how many people they're going to serve uh, throughout the summer. Well, and that's really one of the linchpins to this is making sure that uh, farmers know what your commitment is, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, whatever it is, and what you're looking for if they offer more than one type of subscription. I suppose, And they've got other customers that they're dealing with. It's not just the face-to-face consumer. They've got restaurants. They've got uh, other institutions they may be working with. Exactly. A lot of the farms um, that are endorsed by Fair Share are working with restaurants or um, even schools to provide fresh produce, which is another great way um, besides CSA to get fresh produce in the local communities. So tell me how you get to be an endorsed CSA. There's an application process. Um, every fall, farms can apply to be endorsed. Um, and then there's a committee that um, makes sure that these farms are certified organic or in transition to being organic, um, and that they have at least one season of farming under their belt so that we know that they know what they're doing and can provide a good product. So again, this is the time to get involved. If you want to know where your food's coming from, no better way than meeting the farmer that's growing it. Community Supported Agriculture, the CSA Coalition, headquartered in Madison, can be your first step towards finding those farms that welcome your partnership. Carrie Sedlak in studio with us. She's their executive director, along with Joanna Duran. She is their communications outreach specialist.